0: You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast. I'm Kiki, and I am your only host today because Pia and Steffi couldn't join me at this time, but they will be back very soon. And to make up for their absence, I invited Anna Murphy from Cellar Darling to talk to me about the upcoming album, This Spell by Cellar Darling. And we had a very nice chat last week, which you will hear in a moment. We talked about her songwriting process, the audiobook that came to be around the concept album, The Spell and also about her mental health and a lot of other topics. It was a very interesting conversation, and you should listen to it in full length. And as always, if you want to check out everything we mentioned during the show, you can do this at metal-end-highheels.com slash podcast 41. If you haven't done so by now, then subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening to it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. But now, without further ado, let's listen to my conversation with Anna Murphy from Cellar Darling. Hi, Anna. Welcome to our podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing fine. I'm
1: enjoying winter. Really? How about yourself? Yeah, there's finally snow here.
0: Yeah, here too. Well, um, there was some over the weekend. It's going away yeah. now, but that was nice. I also like this now. Yeah. A lot. So you, I mean, you as Cellar Darling are releasing uh, The Spell very soon. Please mm-hmm. tell us everything about the story and uh, the concept. Well, I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> okay. But there, there, There are artists who
1: love to talk. I'm not one of them. I prefer singing. And I, I like giving hints, but staying rather silent. But then again, I love creating stories and I love creating music and just kind of throwing it out into the universe. So I think there is a need to try and communicate, which I am doing as best as I somehow can. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept for this album kind of... It seemed to just manifest itself out of nowhere, although the creative process is probably something that subconsciously is always working, and then it might seem that the ideas just kind of pop into your head um at the time I was hiking with my father,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the idea for this concept about a girl who falls in love with death just suddenly appeared and Our plan was to write a concept album because Mm -hmm. we all kind of have an affinity for for things like that, especially since we see ourselves as storytellers. And yeah, then things started happening. The track list was basically there before we wrote the music. So we wrote the music according to the story, which is something we've never done before and is something a really rewarding and inspiring process the the very dark story is, like I said, about a girl who falls in love with death. It's very theatrical. Uh, it's kind of like a dark fairy tale. This mm-hmm. girl, she is a nameless girl that is birthed into a world that is in pain. And so with this pain, she just spends the days that seem like just seem very meaningless, kind of drifting through life and not knowing what you're searching for. And she meets Death, who, in our story, is portrayed as a character and falls in love with him wow. um Death casts a spell on her of eternal life, which which makes her not able to join him um oh. yeah it's it's all uh it's all very um dark, I would say. But I also I love it when the listener has his or her own images, or own interpretations of things. That's why I'm kind of wanting to just put it out there and see what comes back and how people interpret the story.
0: Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. So the, the spell also has uh, an accompanying audiobook and mm-hmm. a lot of ilu- illustrations from Kostin Chioriano. Mm-hmm. Tell us about uh, that part of of this whole creative process and uh, how was it working with uh, with the illustrator?
1: Uh, well, Kostin, I've known him for a very long time because I am a huge fan of his. I even have some of his artwork tattooed on my arm. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it was a no brainer to work with him. And the visual aspects of this album are really, really important because they just give it just uh, makes the concept, it gives it what it deserves. It makes the concept more important. That's also why we decided not to have a band picture in the booklet and not to do a video which. where you see the band it's mm-hmm. just animated videos basically and the great thing about working with Costin is not only his style that really appeals to us but that you can just send things his way like I send him the lyrics and um, the songs of course and what comes back is just perfect he it seems like he sees what I see when I'm working on the stories. And, and that's really amazing. And the audiobook uh, also has a similar background. It just gives more importance to the concept. We could have recorded cover songs or instrumental versions, you know, the kind of usual bonus material, because for some reason every band has to have bonus material. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it was my idea to actually write down the story, kind of pretend to be an author, uh, which was a huge challenge, mm-hmm. and then just record the spoken version of the story and and kind of underline it with some soundscapes and stuff like that. Um, oh, wow. yeah i'm not I'm not sure what people are gonna think of it, but yeah, let's see.
0: That means the audiobook is read by you? Mhm.
1: Yeah. Um and it was probably the the most annoying and difficult thing to do on this entire album because as much as I love singing, speaking is something very different. Yeah. And it's so extremely difficult. I mean, there's a reason why there's professional voice speaking, actors speaking humans, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um you know the all these noises that are on the recording of your mouth and your tongue and it's just disgusting and <laughs> and the way you say something it it can sound so utterly stupid and i was really really challenged by that um but the band agreed on on me doing it just because it gives a more personal thing And I think the fans appreciate it if it's not some, you know, professional voice actor doing it.
0: Of course, of course, if it's not just someone, but actually you, who, as you said, as the author of the story has probably a lot more, um, a lot more connection to it. Yeah. And uh, it also seems like you have a very special connection to uh, Kostin, the illustrator. So that's something very, very valuable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really. It's very important, and it's so amazing once you find people to work with. Because yeah. what I love about uh, art is that it just happens somehow, and I love working with artists where you don't have to provide them with guidelines.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: you know, I'm not a, I'm not somebody who does artwork, mm-hmm. so i i wouldn't know what i 'm doing, and it's just great when you can provide them with just the basic material and they just deliver something that is absolutely perfect
0: Yes, yeah, I can relate to that so the whole um, it is a whole the spell is a whole uh, huge package apparently that means you yeah. obviously would recommend the fans to get like the physical Album So that they can see the illustrations, get the audiobook and enjoy it in this immersive experience, so to speak.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you said it. That's um, I mean, of course, you know, if you're a Spotify user and you don't buy physical products, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're just in this case, you're missing out on something.
0: Mm hmm of course and the story revolves around death Mm -hmm. in a way um how much of it is autobiographical have you had i don't know um loved ones pass uh how much is that from your own history
1: i mean there's you know there's always going to be biographical motivations when you create art um I think you know the the main image of of uh, the girl and death is is not something I invented. Uh, mm-hmm. you're German speaking so der Tod und das Mädchen it's going to say something to you. It's it's an image that has been it has been present in literature, uh, poetry and art for mm-hmm. a very very long time. And I basically just took an old idea and created my own story. And it's hard for me to pinpoint, you know, where this came from, because when I had the idea for the concept, I was actually in a very good place. I wasn't Mm -hmm. thinking about death or, uh, you know, these dark places that your mind goes to. But uh, I started getting worse within the process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, either the creative part of my brain was kind of already there before I realized it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or the con- working on the concept and working on the songs and the story actually made me worse. <laughs> so where I don't know, you know, which of the two it is, but it doesn't really matter in the end. Uh, I think, like I said, there's always going to be biographical things. I have lost people um i think about death but it's nothing it's not unusual you know i think a rock musician that writes about love and death is probably the most normal thing you can come across right yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah it is kind of a, a little bit of a cliche but i think mm-hmm. um it kind of uh, goes together right like the creative exploration takes uh, people to these dark places and the other way around uh, pain um inspires a lot i think It does yeah and um that takes me to my next topic because on the press release um you mentioned uh, what you what you just talked about uh, your mental health getting worse uh, throughout the songwriting process and the creation of the album. So I wanted to ask you if it's not too personal, how Mm -hmm. did you deal with it? And if you have, um, if you had had before any mental health issues, how have you dealt with that in the past? Has that um, have those experiences helped you deal with uh, with these dark places of the mind um, in your present?
1: It's kind of hard for me to answer that question because I'm gonna give you a different answer every few weeks. Okay. Um, (laughs) I have very high peaks and very low lows. Mm Mhm. And, you know, it it also the thing is being open about mental health and and personal things it also changes you know there are times where I'm really open Mm -hmm. and I basically throw myself at the world and a week later I'm gonna regret it so much because I'd rather just you know keep everything to myself and shut myself off so it's it's really hard you know dealing with myself in these cases because I just act in a way that I would do completely different two weeks later Mm -hmm. um so in in that sense you know I just live I really do live in the moment and I a lot of things I deal with with music I can express myself in music I don't have any I don't have that shame and that insecurity that you have in society in everyday life mm-hmm. that just goes away in the in the creative process So I think it helps a lot. But then again, I don't know how I would be without the music. If it would be unchanged, if it would be worse, if it would be better. I have no clue. But, you know, things are just the way they are. And in the end, the way things are, they're great. Even though there's the lows and, and all the crap that goes on in your head it's there for a reason and it's it's inspiring as well i i I don't think i'm a person who strives for stability because if you're in a state of stability nothing happens it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's just a straight line and that's not very inspiring
0: yeah that's true But uh, thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure that there are people out there who can um, also relate to that and maybe identify Mm -hmm. with that. That's uh, why I think that it's so important to talk about um, everything, actually, but Mm -hmm. uh, mental health especially, because uh, it's just important not to let it remain a taboo to end with uh, the stigma of, um, in general, sometimes being in a dark place. Mm -hmm. Um, much more in the stigma of uh, seeking professional help and uh, mm. just in general not to be ashamed of um, of saying saying it out loud when you're not doing well because the yeah. most important thing is as you just said to 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 get through it and to and to continue to get to those better places that are um, waiting for us actually
1: yeah yeah I think um you know, there's still a, a bit of a taboo with, with these topics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it depends on the society, of course, and, and where you're from. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's also something that I'm gradually learning. And the reason why I do enjoy sharing is because it can help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also experienced this on tour. Uh, I've talked to fans and you know they they sometimes see me as something better, at which I'm just simply not. And <laughs> being open about about things and about you know mental issues, it can it can really help people. But I myself, I I'm not quite sure where I stand because you know there's influencers, for instance, and mm-hmm. th- that's their speciality. I would say being open and you know giving people this information that's that's kind of what their job is and they do it really well mm-hmm. but with me i still want my music to be the main focus and not the person behind the music mm-hmm. and i think that's that's very important that there's not too much attention <laughs> that is put on 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 us on the yeah. people behind the music okay so that's why i'm a bit you know not sure where to draw the line
0: Mm. yeah it becomes more difficult every day with uh, the internet and social media i think oh god yeah it is very (laughs) difficult yeah Um, i come from from marketing and um, my advice from a marketing perspective would be uh, sure do the whole personal branding thing you know put yourself as the face and um because people can relate much more to a face, to a person, than to, I don't know, in general uh, product or uh, mm-hmm. even an art form. So um, it also obviously has a lot of downsides. And, and I think it's also important to, um, to show yourself, if you have that, uh, that audience, as you uh, obviously do, It's obviously also important, as you were saying, to present yourself authentically so that people Mm -hmm. recognize that you are just like everybody else and um, yeah, and live life just like everybody else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But then again, you know, we're, I sometimes see us as vessels. Mm -hmm. We just kind of project these stories and, and the music And that's how I I listened to music like that for a very long time when when I was a teenager and I listened to Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't even know what all the people are called in that band. I didn't (laughs) care. I didn't care about the people. It was only about the music. And that aspect is starting to fade or not necessarily, but now the people behind the music are are you know they're being put into the spotlight with their personalities because because of social media and all these things it's Mm -hmm. you share much more and I think
0: there's upsides but also downsides of course yes so going back to the music I don't know if we've ever talked about your singing before have you had um formal training
1: no actually I did not um My singing progresses with songwriting, basically. Mm -hmm. So, with every record that we write, I learn to do different things and uh, work on my technique that way.
0: Yeah, and it totally shows. I was just listening to the spell. Thank you. (laughs) I I am very, very lucky to have it uh, so Mm -hmm. early, and um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it totally shows, you can tell. in my last review, in my review for it, This is the Sound, I, uh, I, and I told you this the last time on, on our last interview, um, I perceived your voice at some points. Uh, it sounded very like, um, Anneke, Anneke, if was i like.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying that these days.
0: I think that has changed, though. I wouldn't say that anymore. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: That's funny because now with the new songs, that's what I, I read a lot of comments that that are saying exactly that. Hmm. So that's funny.
0: I'll have to give it, give the new album uh, some more uh, time, some more listens. But um, nowadays are also there are also a lot of uh, female singers, especially trying distortion besides their clean vocals. Is that mm-hmm. something you would consider a growling, screaming?
1: I've done it before uh in El Veti, in my previous band mm-hmm. I did some screaming but the thing is I always did it wrong uh technically oh so at the moment I'm kind of focusing on uh I do very I do characteristic singing I I want to portray emotions I don't want to sing as good as possible that's not really my thing
0: mm-hmm. I want
1: to you know Uh, convey emotions with singing and not technique but uh the screaming it it at the moment it doesn't fit Uh, it's something that I would enjoy doing but I'm only going to start doing it when it fits and when I when I feel that you know that I figured out the technique how to do it without fucking up my voice you know
0: yeah that's very important Let's talk a little bit about uh, the business side of uh, the band life. How involved are you in the creation of your merch items, for example? Um, Well, we
1: basically decide all of our own designs Mm -hmm. that are in our online store. Uh, Nuclear Blast, they do their own thing, but they always ask us, of course, and we, you know, We say, yeah, or no, or change this or change that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think regarding merch is more of a question if you have the financial possibilities um, to do everything that you want. Yeah, Uh, We have very limited possibilities at the moment. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We do as well as we can. We think it's really important to have... Uh, good merch that is good quality and and looks good so it's it's very limited as far as the quantity goes I mean if it was up to me you know we would print shirt designs from every song and do (laughs) crazy stuff with colors and but we just don't have the the possibilities yet Mm -hmm. but the The business side of the band is special with us anyways, because Merlin, our drummer, is also our manager. Mm-hmm. He manages the band with his girlfriend. They have a management company, yeah uh-huh. so everything is very it's like a family business what we do, Perfect. or maybe we're just control freaks, and we don't <laughs> want to give anything away.
0: How about the the marketing for example um all of the stuff as we were just saying uh the social media content is that also something you are very involved in the creative process
1: um social media is only done by us by the band mm-hmm. uh as far as marketing goes uh nuclear blast plays a huge role here they do a lot of uh promo work and you know without them I wouldn't be spending my days doing interviews these days so they play a huge part in in the marketing and the the promo Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's very cool to have that support as well
1: oh yeah definitely I we're so happy to be on that label and and that they're on board with all of our weird ideas I think that's (laughs) what makes them really the best label because it's it's not, um, you know, you, you, you can't expect that from every label that mm-hmm. you basically say, yeah, you know, two of our singles are going to be seven minutes and they're a bit weird and that <laughs> the label is completely on board with that. It's amazing.
0: That's nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I have one last question. Um, mm-hmm. The last time we saw each other, we talked a little bit about uh, the topic of sexism. Mm -hmm. Um, So for this time's serious topic, so to speak, I wanted to touch on politics a little bit. And Mm -hmm. my question is, how important is it for you personally or as a band to take a stand um, against, for example, the rising right wing movements? Um, That's a
1: difficult question because... I mean, we're musicians, right? So we're mm-hmm. weird people anyways. We don't really um, go out into society. We have a very small, small group of friends. So, you know, I'm not familiar with the right-wing movement. I don't know anybody who, who thinks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad because yeah. uh, I don't want to know people like that. Um, you know, the only thing that we do is, you know, we vote. Switzerland, you know, mm-hmm. democracy is our shit, right? <laughs> we're very we're very good at it. Um, and, you know, that's as far as it goes. You know, we can have our thoughts about it. But I spend my days creating music. And that's, that takes up about 90% of my day. Mm -hmm. And I read about what happens in the world, but I can't do much else. I can be informed. And I think that's one of the most important things that you can be is to stay on top of things, to know what's happening in the world so that you can create your own thoughts. And I think that's something that's very important. And that's something that I really urge people to do is not read articles on Facebook that somebody posts from some own unknown website where you don't know who wrote what mm-hmm. but to get intelligent information you know, buy, buy magazines with real journalism and, and things like that. I think that's the most important thing and yes. then you will be able to to judge what is right and what is wrong for you Mm -hmm. and about doing things to, to change it. That's, you know, that's a heavy question. (laughs) I can only live my life that it doesn't harm the people surrounding me and, and that I don't spread messages that are, that are harmful to people
0: well that's a that's a very good good one because uh you as you said make a lot of music so oh, wow. while Sorry, doing that music that? <laughs> you can spread messages <laughs> <laughs> messages of love and um positive vibes yeah cool uh, this has been very very cool is there anything else you want to tell us
1: um, I think I, I mean, I talked much more than I usually do on an average day. So uh, thank you very much for the interview and I hope I didn't suck at
0: it. What? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you for yeah. sharing. And um, yeah, I well, hope thank to talk you. to you again soon. Thank
1: you very much. I hope so too.
0: That was my talk with Anna Murphy. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. We always have very interesting conversations. I'm going to link our past interviews in the show notes, which you can find at metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast 41. Sell our Darlings, The Spell is going to be out March 22nd. And I'm also going to link in the show notes uh, where you can pre-order it and Sell Our Darlings website, etc and well in two weeks we are all gonna be back together with pia and steffi so make sure to check out the podcast again then if you aren't subscribed of course and uh yeah hit that subscribe button follow us on social media big thanks to cassandra as always for our jingle that's based on the song storm by her band mercy isle see you soon bye